Welcome to Surfing the Psychic Waves. I'm your host, Christy Walsh. I'm excited to say hello to the globe. Each week, I'll bring you new ideas to your spiritual path by letting you hear how other folks have walked their path or how they awakened. The planet, the solar system, and every being in it is waking up in some way. There's always bigger, brighter waves to surf that will change our world. So grab your boards. Well, hello, and welcome to Surfing the Psychic Waves. I'm your host, Christy Walsh, and today we are going to be surfing the waves of strength. So uh, we're going to tap into that energy of the Olympics in this show, and you can find out more about the ancient history about the Olympics by going to olympic.org. So I got some of my information from there. So uh, sometimes we sort of find ourselves uh, sort of looking at uh, an energy or something sort of catches our eye and it leads us to an energy and you just have to go there. And that's kind of what's happening with the show. So I actually don't know who this is going to be useful for, but it's going to be useful. <laughs> so it might seem really out of left field compared to where we've gone in the last uh, couple shows, but uh, we're going to the Olympics today. We're going to take a look back in time to uh, ancient Greece and kind of how the games were sort of organized. And we're going to look at different perspectives, uh, sort of traveling back in time to look at kind of where you were in the scheme of things, you know, were you an athlete, were you a spectator, were you a trainer, were you being trained, you know, what kind of uh, games did you participate in? And uh, there's a lot going on with the Olympic Games. It has so much energy with it. And we kind of only look at it as a planet every four years uh, in present time. But uh, in the past, uh, it actually started out as a religious festival, um, and it was held in a religious sanctuary, let's just say in Olympia, uh, in Greece, and uh, it was to honor Zeus, so king of the Greek gods. And we've all heard of Zeus, and we've probably all had our interactions with that energy. Um, but he was said to have taken up residence in Olympia around 1200 BC, so we're talking a long time ago. And Zeus sort of marked his ascension by hurling a thunderbolt into the sacred grove of olive trees from his home. So he was already up in Mount Olympus and he like threw down a lightning bolt. So that sounds pretty dramatic. Uh, but there were other gods that were at play here too. And the Olympia site in Greece has over 70 different altars for all different gods. So Zeus was important, but he wasn't the only one. So as we get out there in meditation a little bit later today and kind of surf those Olympic waves, we're going to see uh, kind of ourselves, you know, maybe pulled in different directions as far as uh, what other um, folks we might have been worshiping at the time. Um, so in the beginning, the site of the Olympics, we kind of think of it as a big, you know, track. Um, it really was just an open uh, grassland with rolling hills around it. And then over time, different stadiums were sort of constructed over and over again. Uh, the games went on for almost a little over 350 years. Uh, something like that. And so uh, folks from all over Greece would sort of convene in this area in Olympia and just everything would happen there. There was like marketplaces, there was, you know, folks work worshiping gods, um, folks sacrificing uh, in whatever that worship 
practice was, and we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, and so uh, most of uh, what happened at Olympia took place outdoors. Uh, so you might notice that sort of feeling as we get out there. Um, but there were different structures uh, over time that sort of occurred. So you might notice that too. Um, there were definitely, you know, people creating food the entire time for many days at a time. Uh, and it was like an ongoing pa- party 24 hours you know, a day. So, um, but the central part of the games was this huge sacrifice to Zeus. And uh, however we kind of get into that when we're out in meditation, you might just want to notice that this idea of, you know, blood might come up. And that just sort of has to do with this uh, sacrificing that folks would do to honor Zeus. So here's this animal, I'm going to sacrifice it. And I don't know where the blood goes, but you know, it kind of occurs, this sort of sacrificing type of energy. And so as you get in there, you might notice that you're either freaked out or you're at ease with it. And it's okay. Like whatever the experience is, that's okay. We're just looking at energy. um, And if you'd like to change the energy around it, uh, you can definitely do that. Um, So before we get into meditation, uh, I wanted to talk about the games themselves because they they have their own energies also. So whether you were a participant, an athlete, you know, trainer, or a spectator, uh, you got to see things like chariot racing. And we're going to look at the sort of bond between driver and horse. And hopefully as we kind of look at that sort of bond uh, when we're out meditation, uh, you can uh, take that with you and use it on your animals in your own uh, life today in 2020. Uh, we're going to look at uh, running. And uh, there was uh, a game that had to do with racing around in armor, like full body armor. So that's going to be kind of interesting. So we'll look at that. Um, the long jumpers, there was another set of the games that had to do with like long jumping and javelin throwing and uh, discus. Um, and uh, the long jumpers wouldn't really start their jump until this flute music would play and then they would do their jump and they were all like relaxed. So that's really interesting because I think we think in today's world, it's very like amped up with adrenaline, but you know, I guess there's another way to do the long jump. Okay, great. So then uh, most of you have seen uh, different pictures or or video clips of uh, this javelin throwing type of event and we'll look at that um the other piece to this is that the discus uh we always sort of think of the discus it's kind of the last couple last days of the olympics in present time um but the discus had a lot of energy on it um and it has a long tradition in the greek world and it was mentioned by homer in his uh writings. And uh, it does have um, appearances in different Greek mythology stories. So both Apollo and uh, Perseus accidentally killed uh, their loved ones with, um, you know, throwing the discus and, you know, it didn't go so well. So uh, we'll also kind of look at that energy of things going great, the crowd cheering you on and stuff not happening your way. So we'll get out there uh, in meditation and kind of look at that piece too. And so kind of what this energy is giving us is not only the sort of cheerleading aspect of it all, 
Um, but also the range of doing things right, not doing things in the right way, <laughs> the sort of idea of perfection uh, is going to come out. And when we hit those sort of energies, it's like in present time today, are there, is there any way that you can use that energy today? So if you get out there in meditation and you notice that you ran this race, you can hear the crowd and you, you know, break through the ribbon or whatever, and you're like first place in that Greek, you know, vignette, Greek world vignette, then that's awesome. Let's use that in present time. And so um, at the end of each of the little meditations that we'll do, we'll kind of add those energies into present time. So you only have to work with the images and pictures and em- uh, energy that you'd like to. Um, if you don't want to get into sacrifice <laughs> when you're out there in meditation, that's fine. You can just keep keep walking, you know, find another place in that marketplace or wherever we're going to go. So um, we have a lot of choice here too. So in uh, this Olympic energy, you might've had different roles and some of the roles might make sense to you and some might not. Um, and some might be applicable to, you know, your life today. Uh, for me, I'm not a sports fan a sports person <laughs> in any way, shape or form this lifetime. But uh, I'd, I would love that. You know, I would love to just be like, yeah, I'm going to do 5k. It's awesome. But I can't quite get there. So for any of you folks out there that want to be a little more sportsmanlike, uh, we can tap into that energy and find where that might have existed in past lives of yours. And we're going to bring that back that energy into present time. And at the end of the meditation, if you have more awareness about your body, about your community, about uh, people that are around you in present time, where maybe you had a connection, maybe it went all the way back to the Olympics and you're, you're not sure why you're friends with this person, but you really like them. Maybe it's there. You met them at the Olympic Games a long time ago. So, okay, how we're going to do this is we're going to be really, really simple with our uh, energetic setup today. So we're going to just take a deep breath and I'd like you to just settle back into that space from the top of your head. And so today we're going to use that crown chakra and we're going to use the crown chakra because it gives us this awareness of being all knowing and all seeing. And so there's not quite uh, a dialogue of the energy. You still see images. You can still experience, um, kind of the landscape or uh, other attributes of the landscape that you'll see today. But from that top of the head sort of perspective, you get to sort of watch or you can jump into uh, kind of the energy around you if you want to. It gives you a little more space. So I'd like you to just notice that uh, that space on top of your head. You could just imagine yourself as a being that you're just hanging out on the top of your head. And from that vantage point, I'd like you to just allow this connection to the center of the earth. And we'd like to use the whole spinal column for today. So as an athlete going to the Olympics, you want to be using that earth energy as much as possible. So we're going to do that. So just imagine all that energy from the spine, from the top of the head, down the spine, down the legs, where we're connected to the center of the earth in a really nice column of light. And then since we're kind of saying hello to Zeus 
Anyway, you can imagine this connection point from the top of the head to the sun. And most folks in the ancient world sort of identified Mount Olympus with being somewhere between the earth and the sun. Maybe it was kind of in the clouds. Maybe it was closer to the sun. Whatever that is for you, I'd like you to just allow that solar light to start to fill your space. And we just like our aura in and around us, our own energy, just to be in a really nice circle, really nice ball of energy. Like you're just kind of hanging out in a giant soap bubble. And if there's any colors you'd like to use for this meditation. So when I say Olympics, if suddenly you just see blue, let's use that in your aura. Or if it's green or if it's yellow. Whatever that Olympic color is for you, I like you to just allow that color to inform your whole aura in that circle of energy around you. Above and below, above your head, below your feet. Out in front of you, about three feet. Great. Okay. So from the top of the head, I'd like you to just allow yourself to just sort of realize that you have your space set up and that we're going on a little journey. And so sometimes as we get into meditation, um, we sort of use this kind of circle of energy around us to kind of transport us. But for today, I'd like you to just imagine out in front of you that you can see sort of these rolling hills of Olympia. Maybe a olive tree here or there. And as you just start to walk up sort of to the vantage point where you can look down and see this whole Olympic landscape like you to just sort of survey the situation. You might see a couple of fields of people sort of moving around and maybe training. You might see a track or a couple of different tracks. There were several areas where the games were sort of conducted. And I'd like you to just sort of notice that there's different temples all up on those hills, maybe down below you. And I'd like you to just sort of notice that there's one that kind of catches your eye. And wherever that energy is, I'd like you to just sort of notice that you might have left some energy there from way back in ancient Greece. So I'd like you to go over to that temple now. Maybe it's as simple as walking over. Maybe you just sort of fly over there and settle down and sort of walk into that temple. It might be open with columns around. It might be more of a structure. It might be very filled with light or very filled with maybe just shadows and and darkness, whatever that is. 
Maybe there's a fire that you have to light as you walk into that temple. And as you just start to say hello to the energy around you, you might notice other energies that are in that temple with you. Maybe there's other humans. Maybe there's other animals. There could be beings without bodies there. So I'd like you to just say hello to all of that around you. You can say, hey, I'm back. What's going on? What are we doing today? And if you're drawn to making an offering, you can do that. Great. So I'd like you to just sort of walk out of that temple and just come out onto those sort of stairs. Some might have stairs, some might not. And as you just kind of walk out of that space, I'd like you to start to walk over to the big track. You can see people sort of sitting around. Maybe they're picnicking, waiting for the next race to begin. And as you're walking over to that sort of track-like arena, like you to just sort of walk over to where the discus people are. And depending on when you're looking at the time of this event, it might be in the middle of the track, might be off to the side. I'd like you to just sort of notice that uh, you're kind of behind a couple of the trainers and coaches right now. You're just kind of looking at the players that are getting ready. Maybe they're warming up. And I'd like you to just sort of look down to see if you might have a discus in your hand. And maybe if you need to participate or not. So as you kind of notice where you are in that sort of space, maybe you're a trainer, maybe you're an athlete, I'd like you to just sort of line up into that uh, area as folks start to do their throwing of those discus-like objects. They look a little different in meditation, but they're not all the same. So... Um, just sort of look at that energy. Maybe there's someone that's uh, going ahead of you. Just sort of notice what that energy is like as they swirl around and release that discus. I'd like you to just notice that energy of like throwing this thing, but it also has energy with it. And so as you might be stepping up to uh, that line of where you're going to start to throw that 
object. I'd like you to just notice the energy you're in. If you're the athlete, if you're the coach, I'd like you to just notice the energy you might be uh, offering to that player. If you're just a spectator that's sort of hanging out in this area, just notice what you might be cheering on. So I'd like you to just notice that energy of the throw. So those of you that are throwing that discus, I'd like you to just do that little spin around thing and let that uh, object fly out. And just in case you missed it, because it happened so fast, I'd like you to do it again. And this time, I'd like you to just throw out any energy that you that may not be working for you today, just today. There's an energy that's holding you back or in your way or just not quite at the highest vibration for you and you want it out of your space. I want you to do that little twirl and then release that discus. You might not even see where it goes. Okay. So I'd like you to just sort of walk off of that field a little bit away from those trainers and coaches and other spectators that were milling around. And I'd like you to make your way back to sort of the crowd up on that stadium or that hill-like structure. And I'd like you to just find a spot on the grass. And as you look out, I'd like you to just sort of notice this track, this track is a little bit different than a regular running track. This has uh, sort of space enough for a chariot and for horses. And I'd like you to just notice the different sort of volume of that crowd noise around you. So people are talking, they're saying, woohoo. They're looking out into the crowd. They're calling to each other. It's kind of the start of those chariot races. And I'd like you to just notice that there's uh, some of those chariot riders that are getting into their sort of wagons. People are checking on the horses. You might notice that you're already sort of singling out one of those writers as the one you're going to cheer for. And if you notice, if you don't feel that comfortable in this space, I'd like you to be a chariot rider. And I'd like you to walk up to one of those horses, choose your horse and your wagon. Maybe there's two horses. And I'd like you to just notice how easy that feels to do that. And that was much more comfortable than being sort of off in the crowd, just sitting there. Great. So I'd like you to just notice that you're hearing horns and there's different sort of horn signals that are happening. 
And as these chariots are sort of lined up, ready to start their race, I'd like you to just notice where you are in this sort of scene. If you're on the track, if you're up in the stands, if you're kind of by the sidelines checking on horses. If you are a chariot rider, I'd like you to just notice that connection you have with your horse. And if you don't quite have it yet, I'd like you to just connect your energy that Olympic energy you're using. And I'd like you to just say hello to that energy and have it say hello to the horse's ears. We don't need to get all into the horse's body or anything. We're just making the connection to his ears. Like, hey, I'm back here. We're all going to run together. I'd also like you to notice that you can connect the same energy from your heart space the heart of the horse. Great. You might notice a little change of the energy there, a little like increased anticipation, a little bit of amping up going on. And as you notice that space, I like you to just hear that this horn blows and the race is off. And as you hear those horses running and the chariots making their noise, and a lot of sort of talking to each other, to other chariot riders and sort of yelling at each other, I'd like you to just notice what you hear from the crowd. Are people cheering you on? Are they standing up and just yelling at you? And I'd like you to just notice that the end of this short race is in sight. You can see the finish line. I'd like you to just notice that space and what happens. Great. you can just imagine that the race is now complete. And as it's complete, I'd like you to just notice what's happening. And who might have won? And who's sort of being acknowledged around you? And how many writers were there? Was it just like six of you? Were there just ten? I'd like you to just notice just what the crowd's doing right now. And you might see an official sort of walk over to you with a wreath in their hand. You might notice that that wreath has a lot of energy on it. And they're crowning the champion of this particular race. And maybe it's you. Maybe it's the person next to you. I'd like you to just notice that from a spectator standpoint, from a participant, athlete standpoint, that you might actually feel different energies as you look at all of that. 
And that winning sort of vibration or that succeeding vibration is something that you can hold closer to you now since you're kind of looking at this energy. Great. So I'd like you to just notice that you can etherically take that little wreath that's out in front of you that this official was trying to hand to you and you can take that wreath and put it on your head no matter what role you're playing. Just sort of notice how that feels. So I think for now we're going to leave our Olympic field where it is right now and we're going to take a little break and when we come back we're going to do a couple more games. This is Christy Walsh. We hope you're enjoying the surf today. Come find me on Twitter at Christina Surfing, on SoundCloud or Facebook at Surfing the Psychic Waves, and check out the archives on inflowradio.com. I would love to hear what waves you're surfing right now. For live shows, here's the number to call. 1-760-456-7277. That number again, 1-760-456-7277. Hi, we're back surfing the psychic waves. And today we are visiting the Olympics back in ancient Greece. So we're kind of looking at the energies of strength, of sports, of the body, uh, and many other sort of pieces of the Olympics. So in the first part of the show, we visited some of the landscape of uh, what that Olympia sort of looked like. Uh, We tapped into a couple of the games and uh, one of the temples. And so before we get back into meditation, what we want to look at is... Um, we're going to visit another uh, temple spot um, that was probably one of the more popular ones. And uh, we're going to look at a couple of other uh, pieces of energy around the javelin and the long jump. Uh, And we'll see if we can get to some of the racing, like running and racing kind of pieces too. So, um, I'd like you to just take a deep breath and we're going to settle into that space above your head at that crown chakra. And we're going to just sort of check on our connections from the spine all the way down to the center of the earth. We just want to say hello to that earth energy. We want to bring that energy with us. And we also have uh, a connection point from the top of our crown to the sun And as the sun starts to say hello to us, that solar light and that earth energy sort of mix in our bodies. And I'd like you to just say hello to that uh, aura out in front of us, up and down and around our space, about three feet. And so when I say, you know, the Olympics, (laughs) what 
kind of color sort of comes to mind to you. Yeah. So I'd like you to just use that color all in your aura. Just have it fill up with that energy. Okay. So from that space on top of your head, I'd like you to imagine that you're kind of off to the side and sort of walking up this hill that overlooks these games and all of that sort of Olympic atmosphere going on in Olympia. And on our first stop, I'd like you to just sort of notice as you look out onto that landscape, where is that giant temple of Zeus? Like, where is that in this whole landscape that you're looking at? It's like, oh yeah, I remember it's over there. So I'd like you to go over there now and maybe you sort of fly over. Maybe you just walk over. And I'd like you to enter that temple of Zeus. And as you do that, I'd like you to just notice if you need to sort of sit down when you're in there, if you need to stand up, if you need to sort of lean against a column, if it's sort of open air for you, what does it look like in there? What kind of images do you see on the walls or on the columns? Do you need to light some sort of candle or kind of some fire pit? I'd like you to just notice other sort of Zeus worshipers around you. What are they doing? What do they look like? Are some of those folks saying hello to you? So I'd like you to just sort of go over to that center sort of spot where folks are convening and saying their prayers to Zeus. And as you kind of step into that space, I'd like you to just sort of notice what are all these folks sort of talking to Zeus about? What is that energy? Are they being encouraged? Are they prayerful? Are they talking amongst themselves? What is happening there? And so wherever that altar is with Zeus, where folks seem to use it a lot for different offerings, I like you to just sort of notice that you can give your own offering in present time. So from 2020, you can go back to ancient Greece and give Zeus an offering. It could be a thank you, it could be a crystal, it could be a flower. You don't need to use all the sacrificial lambs and all the blood and all that. You can make it something different this time. And wherever that altar connects to, it might be connected to another sort of spot out in the universe maybe a different star or planet. I'd like you to just notice that as you contribute that offering, that it kind of goes out into the universe. And that wherever that energy of Zeus is, it's saying hello to you now. Great. 
So if you ever want to come back here and kind of have more of a chat with Zeus, kind of catch up on old times, you can do that. But for now, I'd like you to sort of turn around and walk out of that Olympic temple. We're going to kind of walk out onto that like rolling grass again. And I'd like you to find that place, uh, more of a track of where folks are running to where that javelin is. Where are all the folks with all those spears that they're going to throw? I'd like you to find those people. And as you sort of find them in that area of the track, you might notice that you are sort of drawn to sit in the stands. You might be drawn to uh, pick up a spear and stand in line because you're going to do your throw. You might notice that you might be handing your uh, javelin to the person next to you. Maybe you are a coach or a mentor. So in this space, I'd like you to sort of notice that uh, energy of either music or sound or some type of sound vibration that's being created. And I'd like you to either be in line to do that throw of the javelin. And if not, you're just taking a look, you're watching what's happening, who's throwing the farthest. I'd like you to just throw that javelin if that's what you're doing. And I'd like you to notice that it has a little bit of different energy on it than the discus did. So the discus sort of had that energy of like, I'm throwing energy out into the universe. But this seems a little more focused, like I'm throwing energy to a specific area. So if you'd like to do that javelin throw again, I'd like you to just imagine some place out there, present time or ancient time, that might need your energy, that you might want to show up there. So I'd like you to take that javelin, and we're going to throw that energy to where you'd like it to go. Great. So I'd like you to just take a step back and kind of let other people take their turn. And uh, you might notice that there's just other folks sort of milling about. There's kind of a different type of crowd that's uh, coaching these folks, different type of energy from like, let's say the chariot folks and the discus throwing folks. The javelin people are their own crew. It's very different. Great. So I'd like you to just uh, kind of back away from them. And we're going to go find the long jumpers. And probably, maybe not every single year of the Olympics, but somebody was probably playing a flute for these people. So you might want to look for the music. And as you do that, you might notice that uh, these folks are a little bit different, uh, sort of walking around with... Um, sort of stretching and moving around in different acrobatic ways as they sort of prepare themselves for these long jumps. You might notice that they're very quiet. And if you're 
one of the folks that was just watching the long jumpers do their thing, or if you're part of that group, maybe you're a coach, maybe you're a mom or a dad, and your son or daughter is participating, whatever that sort of feels like to you, I'd like you to just notice that you can start watching these folks start doing their long jumps. You might notice a different calmness to these folks. And as they do their jump, you might notice that they have a connection to the earth. That it's more about landing than maybe flying through the air. Or you might notice that there is sort of a wing-like action happening with the human body as they do fly through the air. So whatever sort of mechanical, energetic information you can see out of all of this, I'd like you to just allow that same energy to just sort of gather on top of your head. And I'd like you to just let that flow through your space. So whether it's super connection to the earth when you land, whether it's flying through the air as if you have wings, or maybe it's that mental focus, I'd like you to just allow that energy to gather above your head and we're going to bring it into your space. It's just going to filter down all through your space. Great. Okay. So the last sort of stop on our tour of the Olympics right now is that we're going to go look for all those track people and they are gearing up for their first race. And as you notice, this particular race has a lot of spectators. And they're making a lot of noise already. And they're chanting into that stadium. And they're chanting different names. And the race hasn't even started yet. And the crowd is just getting more and more wild. So you might notice different sort of horns going off. Different drums. Maybe that drumming is changing as the runners sort of line up. And you might be part of the crowd that's screaming and yelling and cheering your runner on. You might notice that you're a runner and there's people next to you and they look like they know what they're doing. Or they're looking at you like, oh, they know what they're doing. <laughs> they're kind of checking out the other athletes. I'd like you to just sort of notice where all the like coaches and trainers are kind of hanging out. And I'd like you to just kind of notice that energy of connection between the crowd and the athlete, the coach, trainers, and maybe folks that aren't really paying attention. They're just talking to their friends in the crowd. Either way, it's kind of like all three sets of folks are still having a great time. And there is the energy of participation and cheering each other on. So I'd like you to just sort of receive that into your heart. Like it, it's ancient Greece. And we're all just gathered here to have a good race. That feels kind of good and it feels kind of open. So let's bring that energy into the heart. And 
And as you do that, you notice that the drumming sort of changes a little bit and somebody brings out a completely different horn and you know that this race has started. And I'd like you to just sort of notice as these runners are taking off, just sort of notice where you are in that field. Are you out in front? Are you behind? Are you running with the pack? If you're a spectator, I'd just like you to notice how big the stadium is, how many people are all around. I'd like you to just notice all the cheering going on. And kind of the uplifting mood you might be feeling. And if you're kind of with the trainers and the coaches, I'd like you to just sort of notice that you're in a kind of a senior position in all of this. As a coach or a trainer, you put in the time and you're running this race in kind of a state of perfection. You've prepared and now the race is off. So whatever that state of perfection is or satisfaction is, I'd like you to receive that into your heart now. Great. Okay. So as you kind of look to your left, you're like, oh my gosh, the race is almost over. And if you're running that race, I'd like you to just sort of notice that you passed that finish line. And I'd like you to just notice your body in that moment, what that felt like running that race. And kind of the attitude of your body, the way the muscles feel. You might be very clear-headed might, your heart might be very full. You might be still sort of half jogging around, just kind of working it off. I'd like you to just notice that body space now, how attuned it is to the earth, maybe the other bodies around you. And just notice that that body is in communication with everything around it. from the track that you were running on to those rolling hills to the spectators in the crowd that you might have known. And I'd like you to allow that energy to start to flow through the top of your head and fill up your whole body in that whole auric field. Okay. All right. So I'd like you to just take a deep breath. We're going to settle back into our space just on the top of our head. Uh, We're going to just sort of take a look around and we'd like to find the marketplace now. Because you know, you've been in the stands a long time and now you're hungry. Or you just ran this race and you were sort of fasting before and now, you know, you need something to eat.
So I like you to just sort of notice that there's this whole other place where people are cooking food, they're selling things. I like you to just find that marketplace. It might be far outside the stadium. It might be right next to, you know, Zeus's temple or another temple that you know about. I like you to just walk that ancient Greek marketplace in Olympia. And as you start to do your walk, you might notice that different people say hello to you. Different vendors, different folks making different kinds of food. I'd like you to just sort of notice as you walk around how you present yourself. What was your body type like back then? What were you wearing? We all think everybody was wearing togas. That may not be true. I'd like you to just sort of notice the ancient Greek clothing around you. What that might have looked like. I'd like you to just sort of weave your way into those different avenues of that marketplace and just kind of notice that energy around you. I'd like you to sort of notice that ancient Greek happiness sort of floating around. You might hear quite a lot of laughing and talking. You might see lots of folks sort of gathered together different family units or friends. I'd like you to just find a a table sort of off to the side where you can sit down. You might be joining a table of folks already sitting there. Maybe they're eating different types of food. But whatever the table looks like to you, I'd like you to just say hello to everyone there. I'd like you to just notice that ease of communication. There's something about coming together uh, for such a big event like this that everybody's kind of on the same page. They all have a starting point. And it's all kind of common ground. So any of that familiarity, that comfort that easy friendship space, I'd like you to just allow that energy to just sort of fill your heart right now. There you go. And as you kind of sit up and you say hello to the rest of the folks that have now joined your table since you guys were having such a good time, I'd like you to just notice that you're ready to sort of move on. And so I'd like you to say goodbye to those folks. And maybe you'll come back one day in another meditation and say hello to them. And I'd like you to just come back to that space on top of your head. So as we're kind of settling back into our space in the center of our head, uh, we've been kind of connected to the solar light of the sun. 
and the earth. And I'd like you to just notice that we had our like aura around us sort of set at that Olympic space, that color, that energy of it. So I'd like you to just notice that you can keep this energy with you for the rest of the day. If you like to keep it for yourself a little while longer, keep it sort of too, you know, quiet, just within you, that's great. If you want to change your space, you're doing something else, you can change it just to a gold. So over the next couple of days, you might want to come back to Olympia, maybe visit a few more temples, kind of check out a few more of those games and those other interactions you might have had. There was many other um, activities going on during Olympic Games back in ancient times. And it's an easier way to sort of tap into kind of the past life energy. And um, you're participating and you're seeing sort of what kind of feels right to you of where you were in that space and time. But as you find energies that are interesting or could feed your life in present time, you can bring that back to your space, either by letting it sort of flow through the top of your head into your space, or it can come right into the heart chakra. And uh, I encourage you to keep experimenting. And coming up, we do have Venus Andrecht with lots of amazing stories I think she's working on today. And we have some of Travic after Venus. So stay tuned to Inflow Radio. Surfing the Psychic Waves with me today on InflowRadio.com. You can find me on Twitter at Christina Surfing or find me Surfing the Psychic Waves on SoundCloud or on Facebook and let me know what waves you're surfing. This show is brought to you by InflowRadio.com the best curated talk radio network for personal development, wellness, spirituality, and conscious business.